Welcome. I hope you enjoy the conversation you're about to hear between me and another comedian regarding comedy and religion. These are conversations I'm calling disorganized religion. God bless, and for those atheists out there, may nothing await you after this life. There we go. Now we're now all. We're... Now we're cooking. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Welcome. It's all about that picture. Welcome to today's episode of Disorganized Religion. I'm here with Nick Withrich. That's the name? Were you confused about the name? Yeah. What was the name the last time I did this? Sleep Talk. Ah. Yeah. Was that the one where you were like, I'm going to bring you a snack at midnight or something? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was the original uh, idea. It's evolved a little bit. Okay. So I'm going to put both of these. I'll put the audio of your first one up. It's already been released, oh, but we'll oh. put it out as a okay. teaser. Okay, cool. And then we'll do this one on Sunday. Yeah. This is when this will come out. We'll tease you out. for four days. <laughs> then, it's going to be great. You know, and we're joined by your significant other, Katie Dembebeski. Dembeski. Katie Dembeski. And you guys have been together for how long now? Almost two years. Yep. Wow. Yep, two years. Two years. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. That's Thank so you. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing it. We live yeah. together. Yeah. Even though we're not married because we're bad Catholics. <laughs> so are you still we're practicing right. Catholics? Define practicing. All right. You go to mass every week? Right. No. No. Does not every week. Catholic in 2019 <sighs> go to mass? I mean, the really good ones. I mean, the priest. <laughs> but that's for we go on sometimes yeah yeah it's been a minute it's been a minute but mm. yeah but sometimes yeah yeah all right gotta keep up with the music I don't, you know what yeah i gotta keep up with the music and the changing text and stuff do the keep hymns up. change the up, well the, yeah yeah really depending on where you are because we went to like the la cathedral for Easter, uh-huh. and we were like, "What the was going on?" Really, it's everything. very different. It's all this weird modern uh, Jesus is my boyfriend kind of stuff. Interesting, which is no, more normally like more Protestant. Your kind, yeah, right, right, yes. right. like yeah, classic hymns. Like trying to seduce Jesus with your music, <laughs> but our stuff is like very chanty. But like uh-huh. you go to these more urban Catholic churches, and they try to go all oh more weird, rock. Like not even, not even, well, not even like rock, just weird. Like, what are they singing huh. songs? Like it, it sounds kind of classical, yeah. Yet kind of modern, but it's it's neither of both. It's interesting, neither. interesting. Neither of both. It's not neither of both. It's neither. Yeah, it's neither. <laughs> it's neither of it's the neither. same. It's neither of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I just realized I should probably start Check a timer because otherwise Check I would just talk teams. to you both for forever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've done fun. that. We've been known we have to be here forever for a long time. Yes, this is sponsored by Chick Fil A. <laughs> uh, as they a good, they hate the gays, but they love chicken. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if only the gays ate more chicken, it yeah. would be better, they would have, right? Yeah, they would have a winning hand. That's Indeed. The gays should collectively buy out Chick Fil A. We call it Chick the Gay. Wow, be amazing. Yeah, that I'm would down. be good. And it would. What would the slogan be? No Eat more idea. dick. <laughs> yeah, sure. But what about the? See, here's the thing, though. Does that feel like we're leaving out the lesbians? Oh, we gotta think about clearly. Too. So just leave it the fair. same. Eat yeah. more chicken. Eat more chicken. Yeah. You know, eat more chicken and and fuck uh, the guy, the old guy who didn't like the gays. What do you call the? the <laughs> there was just one. The there was just one the guy. See, the homophobe. Know, yeah, fuck homophobia. Yeah. Eat chicken. Yeah. <laughs> now it's cool to eat chicken. Right, it's the Jim healthy Cobra's thing. Bit? No, Jen Cobra is a great comic. She's yeah, a, she's a lesbian comic from Louisiana, and she talks out. She says uh, it's hard 
being gay when you're from Louisiana because there's a Chick-fil-A on every place. <laughs> oh, I see. So solidarity is yeah. tough. And then yeah. she says, I'm fat first and gay second. <laughs> As long like, I feel that. That's nice so priorities. That's good. It. That's good. Oh, man. Mm. Now, Nick, how long? You've been doing comedy quite a while. Yeah. I think the first time I ever, it's about six years mm-hmm. from the time I, I first did an open mic back in Austin, Texas. And then I decided I didn't like stand-up as much as I liked improv and sketch. Right. And I studied improv and sketch for like two years, moved out here to uh-huh. LA uh-huh. To, upright, to go to Upright Citizen for Citizen, I can't talk. The Upright Citizens Brigade. UCB. Uh, UCB. UCB. Yeah, that's easier. Why yeah, don't I, I don't go, know why you Everyone didn't... here knows what UCB is. <laughs> why don't I just say the acronym? You were being clear. That's nice. <laughs> but I came out here to go to do that, and then uh, I got a, a day job at, a, at Flappers Comedy Club, mm-hmm. and just being around the stand-up, it got me into the stand-up thing. Oh, so. interesting. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. why did you do the first open mic in Austin? Because that's where I live. But I mean, why would you go to an open mic? Oh, you know, well, I guess I just wanted to. I wanted to give it a try. Yeah. Um, you know, here's what happened. I was working at an off. I was well. I got to back up a few years. Like, let's give you the full backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have an hour or however yeah, I mean, much time we have. You know, uh, renting your house by the yeah. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I got into uh, law school. Yeah. Right out of, out of college. But I got the school I, I really wanted was Syracuse, mm. and I got there. So I was already into St. Mary's and a few other schools. I was ready to go yeah. for the fall if I had to, but I wasn't real sure about that school. And I got into Syracuse like July 10th, and I school think, started. Did they waitlist you, or they, they wait, just? I guess I was on the uh, the waitlist, and they got yeah. found out at the last second. Yeah, right. Jeez. And I found because my roommate texted me like oh hey there's a huge box from Syracuse and you're like what and I was like what and I got and anyhow it wasn't enough time to move to New York yeah but like why a month. why Syracuse uh, I really liked they have, they have a very good law school they're about yeah. to build a brand new and I think they have now like a brand new law facility it was in New York it was not New York City but it's like right. still in the state of New York so you could pass the New York bar and practice in the state oh gotcha so it's like I was really interested so in you're looking law. for proximity mostly law. Uh-huh. Oh, I see. I see. I see. And then I went – so I had – anyhow, I had to defer my admission mm-hmm. because it was too soon. When deferring, if you're not – he's a lawyer. He gets it. Yeah. But deferring your admission means you pay a deposit of like $1,000 and they hold your seat for the next year's class. Yeah. That's what I did. Wow. And in that time, I worked for a law firm and worked for a senator and realized I don't fucking want to do this. You know? <laughs> so I spent like a few years like – Man, my whole college career, I was oh like, my I, gosh. Want to school. I want to be a lawyer. Yeah, I still yeah, do yeah. have a passion for the law. I just didn't yeah. like the everyday. That's why you quit. Yeah. yeah. And, retired. And, and how many uh, retired? <laughs> I'm retired. I'm a retired attorney. I'm 32. I'm going to be 33 on Friday. How am I older than you? You I, seem so much more mature. Uh, uh, <laughs> thank you. Kids. It's kids. It's why you look Yeah, yeah. Um, Mike Perkins and I are the same age. No. Yes. That's scary. Yeah. yeah. Perkins looks 19. I know. It's because he doesn't have children. He doesn't have children. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mike Perkins. Hi, Mike Perkins. Mike Perkins. Hi. Reviewing reviews. Check out that Reviewing podcast. Review, review, we're going to review. I want to review <laughs> the podcast. Their podcast. Reviews, reviews. <laughs> reviewing, reviewing reviews. That's our the next, Inception. That's the next I'd like it. Inception. We could do that. Planting reviews. He and DJ Demers. Demers. No. Isn't it Demers? That's, he says Demers. Does he? Yeah. I thought it was Demers. I thought it was DJ Demers. I think he needs more E's in his name. I think so. I think we all say it. <laughs> Demers. DJ, DJ taped a podcast on that table with me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. 
lots of podcasts in this house. This is a good um, house. Good spot. This is the first one we filmed, though. It's ah, a good spot. Yeah. So where the hell was I talking? Oh yeah, I went to, I <laughs> why went you didn't do law school? Yeah. And uh, I got fired from the senator. Though legally, I was not fired. Legally, it was like oh, oh a letting go. Nine months. Uh huh. We decide not to continue your whatever. <laughs> your nine month contract. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So legally. So they didn't I, have to I pay you legally, severance or something. I can legally say I wasn't fired. Uh huh. Because oh, I it see. was like a yeah, we're, we're not letting yeah, going yeah, yeah. beyond your probation. Or, yeah, but yeah. They but they fired you. you. Uh, <laughs> and I'm glad. Like at the time, I was really pissed off, and I was like, sure. man, I already hate law. This well, I was starting to dislike that as a career and all. This. So I spent a couple of years like soul searching. And here's the thing: after I got fired, uh, wink, wink, uh, I got to go on unemployment, which is why oh, definitely yeah. it wasn't. If typically, if you're truly fired, you can't go on unemployment. But I wasn't. Truly Interesting. Fired. I did that for nine months. Wow. And although yeah. it was kind of stressful, it was amazing. Yeah. It was like awesome. Yeah. Because it was just all this free time and I got like super free. <laughs> I mean, I did all this right. creative shit. I started a, like a bullshit website for like a year. Is that right? Yeah. And it was really, a, it was weird because I'm like, man, I'm kind of depressed because I'm out of work. But at the same time, it was like the happiest time. Yeah. So liberating. In my life. Yeah. yeah. And then I got a job right after that and there was, Okay. And then, anyhow, there was a stand-up comic. His okay. name was John Buseman. And uh-huh. he worked the front desk at this place I was working. And I'm sitting behind the front desk one day. And he, he looks at his phone. And I remember this moment vividly. Yeah. He looks at his phone. He goes, oh, my God. My friend Noel just made the cast of Saturday Night Live. Wow. And his friend was Noel Wells. And so I was like, who the hell is Noel Wells? Yeah. And I go and I Google Noel Wells. And she's very funny. And I go and I look up all these sketches and stuff. No she's, Asian accents, I'm guessing. Doing, no, in her she past. did. She actually, you know, got to take the first she episode. She did it. She made no, she it. She did get fired the next season, which sucks. It was that season they hired like six people. Oh. And she was ridiculously talented. They should have they fucking kept her. Um, but they kept Kyle and Beck. Huh. Kyle, Mooney, and Beck, which they're fantastic. But it was just weird that they, you know. Got rid of her. Yeah. She yeah. was great. And, and so was Mike. Uh, the other guy. There were so many mics. So yeah, many I don't know. I know too many Which mics. mic are you talking about? The little, the short, little, thin gay mic. Wow. Funny guy. I've seen him. <laughs> I've seen him at UCB since. Freaking hilarious. Yeah. Huh. And um, anyhow, so I go online and I'm watching her sketches. Berbiglia, Mike Berbiglia. Yeah. Not, <laughs> damn, it's gonna bother me. It's not Michael Bryan because he was the writer and he was still funny, but this other guy, this other guy was, was something. You'll think of it. I think that's his name. We'll start talking to Mike. Katie. I'll funny. talk to Katie and I'll talk to Katie. You'll think about it. It'll um, come to you. But yeah, so I go online, I'm watching this girl's videos. Yeah. And I'm like, these are very funny. But mm. what I was thinking in my head at the same time is the stuff me and my buddy Victor and Alden, you know, when we hang out and we talk about all these ideas of what yeah. we make, I was thinking in my head, like, I think we could match this. Yeah. Not necessarily we could always beat it, but we could match it. Yeah. And if she could do it, and she went to the same school, the same oh. program, knew all the same people I did. Interesting. And grew up where my family owns a restaurant. She was like valedictorian at Victoria High School. Oh, cool. Fasad- oh, my family owns a restaurant. They're Fasadis. If you're watching this, you know. <laughs> um, but no, and I think she inspired a lot of people from the Austin community. Yeah. So it was like, oh my God, if she can do it. Oh, sure. Do- and then my level one improv instructor who I had in Austin, uh, Pierce Purcelli, 
uh, he knew Noelle. He had done like sketches with her. Yeah. So he was really inspiring. Encouraged me to wow. eventually move out here. And yeah. then now he lives out here. No kidding. And we hang out from time Interesting. to time. Interesting. Yeah, so it's, you know, that was the whole path of, you know, me wanting to, you know, weave my way out here and get into yeah. the problem sketch. And then I got yeah. here and somehow got into this depressing stand up. <laughs> so, but how? All of you are so sad. <laughs> Why are you so sad? Take an improv class and laugh. But I mean, how did you make the move from improv to stand up? Because I came out here yeah. and I got a day job at, at Flappers Comedy. Oh, and okay. And so I was just so around just, it yeah. 40 hours a week. Yeah. And they taught classes. And by the way, I don't normally pitch classes because I think almost every stand-up class in this town sucks. <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> Ken Pringle's class yeah. at Flappers, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass because I work there. Ken Pringle's class at Flappers is amazing. Yeah. I recommend I mean, you no that. longer work at Flappers. I know a lot. So I this is there in an unbiased opinion. And I don't recommend Flappers for everything. <laughs> but Ken Pringle's class, if I, I'm telling it's you, good. every time I see a comic who has the stage presence but doesn't have the jokes, I'm like, go take Ken's class because yeah. he's like a freaking college professor. Yeah, of comedy right? he breaks it down into all these fucking charts and like how to. I mean, he, he's incredible. Yeah. Hmm. And, uh, yeah. So is there one form you like more at this point than the other, or I mean, do you enjoy improv still? Do you try I to love, still do improv stuff? Improv. And you know, I did, or... I did it for so long. I, I don't want to do it every day. Yeah. Um, Doing the same stuff few, gets old. I got lucky, and I do mean lucky. I, I got on yeah. this uh, flappers for like a year and a half, had a house improv team. Uh-huh. And I swear to this day, I only got on it because I worked there. I, because the talent <laughs> oh, the yeah, around yeah. me yeah. was insane. Yeah, I you're mean, talented too. Though. I know, you shouldn't... these people like blew me away. They were like from the groundlings and shit. And oh, stuff. yeah. So they, they elevated... Like this huge background for them. Yeah. Like, they make me... Some people, you know, I'll get off stage and be like, oh, man, you're amazing. But in my mind, I'm like, I was amazing because they were <laughs> But that's the beauty of improv. Just, yes, it's that it takes everybody. Yeah. So, but I'm telling you, they're awesome. And yeah. So, um, you know, I got every once in a while, I still perform with a couple. I actually am doing tomorrow night at Flappers. Oh, nice. Uncle Clyde's comedy. Oh, that's fun. The, the end. Yeah, the end, the tallying of the and, votes. Yeah, we, we just kill. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And part of it's because I don't get to do improv all the time. So right. So I really treasure it when I do. Right. But. Oh, let me tell you, bad improv is, is <laughs> the best. I'd rather see bad stand up <laughs> any day than bad improv. Because yeah. Katie and I run a weekly show, uh, Giggle Bash, every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. at Acme Comedy Theater. In such North a Hollywood. good show. It's such uh, a good it show. It never ends. <laughs> Thursday is our 69th show. Wow. Are you going to do anything fun for that theme? We were. We had, we had a good friend of ours who, who we found out sick, and so we've been kind of... We were gonna, we were gonna do like, I really want to do like strippers and like. Oh, do that, right. We've had kind of a rough few weeks on. Yeah. Like, like yeah, let's back off. And Paul couldn't make it to dance. Or Paul something. couldn't make it. Paul Mungie couldn't make it to get naked. It's <sighs> uh, a shame. But we kind of pulled away from that. We're like, ah, yeah, well, maybe not. We'll, <laughs> we'll do because we always do something big every twenty-five shows. So seventy-fifth oh, uh -huh. is six weeks away. Yeah. So you so just I wait then. I think it's the the show after. I guess a little longer wait. It's it's a show after Thanksgiving. I think. Oh, okay. The seventy-fifth. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Oh, he was on Giggle Bash. What is on Giggle Bash? Oh, the stand-ups. Oh, yeah. We yeah, what, what is Thank the show? What is the show? Yeah. <laughs> what is the show? It's a variety show, and there's Lord knows what's on it each week. Like, yeah, well, you know you have stand-up. Yeah, we have stand-up, improv, sketch. My favorite thing to put on is characters. Because mm. uh, we have a few people who have come from, you know, French the Groundlings. And, well, French Accent, who's... If, 
if you haven't watched this video where talent. he where he you know he got three X's on America's Got Talent <laughs> and then turned that into a standing ovation. Yeah. And he's he's my favorite person to if 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 I know we're gonna have a lot of strangers in the audience, yeah. one of my favorite people to put on the show. He's great. Because they never know what the hell they're watching. Yeah. And and yeah. they they love him by the time he gets off stage. And he How I, can you not love Kevin Bennett? He's great. You have to Don't love say him. his real name. Does he not want his real name? He's he on social medias with his real name. <laughs> he is a kid. Um, but I love putting the characters. We have uh, uh, Eric Schinzer, our good friend from the Flappers Improv team, mm. and and that guy just we never know what crazy shit <laughs> he's gonna come. He never screams so it by us. So so oh, my favorite yeah. thing is like I have you're surprised. I have no idea what he's yeah. gonna do. Yeah. And the last the last time he was there, he dressed up like a hooker <laughs> and kept yelling at the audience to call some number. Yeah, to call his cell phone. But he didn't say it was a cell phone. It's like, for a good time, you need to call 818-215, blah, 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 blah. And then, and then nobody did anything. Them. He goes, for a great time. He did, he did that like 10 times until somebody in the audience called the fucking number. And, and it was then, his. And it was his. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, and, and then every time, it's something just yeah. way out. Of, I mean, Eric, if, uh, not everyone, he auditioned for SNL. Like the guy oh, is, is that right? Incredible. Yeah. But he, you never know what crazy shit he's going to pull out of left field. And I never get, you know. Yeah. It's one of those people I get so excited. And then, uh, uh, what's the other girl? Elizabeth, is it Howard or Hauser? I think it's Hauser. Elizabeth Hauser. Uh, and I've seen her four or five times at other people's shows, mm -hmm. which is usually where I recruit these people. Right. Because I've got, I've got like 100 unopened emails from stand-ups. But characters yeah. and improv teams are harder to get. So I... I I yeah. usually get them by watching other people's shows. Yeah. And and every time I watch her, it's some oh, crazy, crazy, nutty <laughs> shit. She she's so funny. I mean, there was this one time she, I don't. It was some. It was like a lady, like a southern proper lady, but then she was obsessed with stamps. Okay. And then started seductively licking the stamps and going out in the audience and making other people lick the stamps. It oh, was so outrageous. We loved weird. it. Yeah. And then, when she came to our show, she did like a stand-up bit where her set was purposely not going well. And oh, was, yeah. yeah. I, I love people like that. You yeah. never know what it's going to be. Yeah. Like, just, you know, and if they come in with a bunch of different sketches and they want lights out, then I'm like, okay, on this Let's weird line, I'll do it, you know? <laughs> um, it's really cool. I like, you know, I look forward to that. And sometimes we have magicians on. So oh, yeah. That's, right. That's fun. Um, right. Hypnotists? No hypnotists yet? Not yeah. yet. Yeah. Not yet, but we're slowly building it. You know, we, we were in one theater. We were at LA Connection for the first 40 shows. Yeah. And now we've been in this one for almost 30. And we love our, our current theater, Acme. Acme Comedy Theater Theater in North Hollywood. It is a beautiful location. It's a though. great space. It's great. And the only the only problem we've had is just because it's it's a real pain in the ass to park in that whole region, not just Well, they're theater. doing construction over there. Non-stock is yeah. so we're trying to get the word out to people who live in the area to oh, walk right. to the show because right. you know like two weeks ago we were packed is that right like just packed yeah and then, that's this is great. the thing about a weekly show that gets to your brain and messes with your emotions you'll have like oh, busy yeah. busy busy packed almost sold out in the next week <laughs> nothing just the comics <laughs> and it's like yeah. what happened we did the same marketing. The same everything. Yeah. And then the week before, there was like people who, you know, sometimes people who were just like, oh, we, we just heard there was by. a show. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, and it's so that, that inconsistency can drive you bananas sometimes. That's crazy. 
part of it is just trucking ahead yeah. and being like, hey, I think if we just stay here for a hundred more shows, <laughs> it'll finally work. people walking by will be like, oh, that's that show that's here. Every we won't even have to tell them. Like, Get a couple oh, yeah, of Yelp always, reviews. Yeah, you know, Yelp Yeah, we need be on reviewing reviews with Review, yeah, <laughs> review reviews with Mike and DJ. Demers. Yeah. So, Katie, let me ask you: Have you tried stand up, improv, anything like that? Do you have any desire to do it? Um, I did improv when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Um, I started, I was crazy. I did, uh, dance lessons when I was three, scene lessons when I was five, and then acting lessons when I was seven. Okay. Because I wanted to be on Broadway. I wanted to be a triple threat. Right. I watched of course. all those movies. I wanted to be like Judy Garland, Gene Kelly, and all those people. So, um, I'm an acting coach, and then she recommended me to this other gentleman who ran, like, an improv, like, class. Mm -hmm. Um, and because, you know, I was just a kid who loved Broadway shows, was very comfortable in my own skin. I was really good at improv. They actually put me with the high school students. Oh. I was only like maybe 10 or 11 at the time. Yeah. So All right. It was pretty crazy. But um, I kind of grew up on stage. I did a lot of community theater. I, um, I was like a lead in all the high school productions and stuff uh -huh. like that. But then uh, my high school year, I started kind of getting into the planning of everything, like the set pieces, right. the props, you know, just breaking down the whole script, doing auditions, all that kind of stuff. So I was like, oh, I'd be a really good stage manager. I didn't know uh, what that was yeah. until, like, I was older, went to college, so then I did that all during college. Uh -huh. I, did have to, I did have to take a stage and comic technique class. Oh, um, interesting. It was really crazy, and they had us doing this Commedia dell'arte from Italy, and... You know, all this, like, you know, know. What does that stuff. mean? I don't know what that means. It's all different caricatures. Uh-huh. You know, we're back in the day. And, um, the art of comedy? Is that what you're... Yeah, we had all these, like, crazy comedy books. Sounds so stupid. Yeah. Too, which is hilarious. Yeah, interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, so um, I had to take it, you know, I'd take a certain amount of acting classes, even though I was a technical theater major. But um, I worked with actors so much during mm. college, so much myself in my younger years and I did a lot of auditioning in New York when I was younger for movies and TV shows and commercials that like I know what they go through and yeah. I know how to pick talent uh -huh. it's like the, probably the most interesting part of um, working with Nick on Bash and finding us going to different shows and finding people to be on it yeah you know you could kind of tell within the first couple seconds this person is very, very talented. And, right. You know, there's so much. Or not. Like, yeah, or not. <laughs> I mean, and she's she's actually good about good about too of uh, of helping me, you know, confirm when I'm like I don't know I didn't like uh -huh. that person, and she'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm not feeling it. And and it sucks because every you know sometimes you I, I you know I get so many damn submissions it's right insane. right like it's banana it's up to like a dozen a day yeah which is why if you email me it takes me like a week sometimes three weeks <laughs> to get back to you it's because all these untalented assholes just are, clogging up the a inbox lot of people who, and most people are very talented but there's a few and it's just they'll send me a tape and and honestly i only watch like 90 seconds of the tape sometimes i can tell them two jokes oh, yeah we're ready yeah and then sometimes i can tell them two jokes you're not yeah but sometimes you get those in-betweens where i'm like I'll give them a shot. Maybe they've. Yeah. So this video was from six months ago. Surely, <laughs> they went up a little since then. Yeah. Not always the case. Yeah. Has there been anyone that? I mean, you don't have to name names, 
but have you had the experience where you're like, oh, this guy's going to kill or this woman's going to kill? And then... I won't say kill, but at least not bomb. And then we've had some... Huh. Yeah. Fact, I'm not going to name names. And vice versa, right? And it's, and it's frustrating, yeah. And, you know, and then sometimes you have people who also will bring people, like a lot of people to the show and still uh. just... Maybe you know they're bad when their own friends don't clap for them. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you've, but it you've seen that happen. Yeah. I, oh. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I've never done stand up personally. I've yeah. only done improv, but I think it's great when stand up people understand improv. Yeah. And, you know, are able to adjust so quickly. Because if you can't read a room, if you're not paying attention to comics before you to find out what topics that, you know, may or may not work. Yeah. Um, that's important and knowing, you know, okay, I got a bunch of different subjects. What can I pivot to? What how can I bring, you know, the audience with me? Yeah. And there's just been some people that I'm like, oh my gosh, they have five minutes. Yeah. I don't wanna like light them at like one minute. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How can we end this? And same thing with improv. Oh, um it, it gets painful. <laughs> we like to give them, you know Yeah. Yeah. Well they perfect. need some more time, right? Yeah, if you need more time, you need at least like ten Mm-hmm. But it's very hard with improv. We see their tapes, and you know they might be getting laughs. But as Nick says, who's in the audience? Yeah. Is it their friends. You know, yeah. we like to go to shows to see people in action. Yeah. Um, That's and, and I'm going to say too. Anytime we've seen somebody at another show, they never disappoint when they come to ours. It's when all we've seen is a tape. Oh yeah. But improv's hard because. Even if I'm seeing good listening, it might just be they were in the zone that night. They were, you know, fresh out of class right. that week. Right. All right. But we have seen, oh my God. <laughs> do you remember that? Do you remember that? And I can't name troop names or give a But do you remember that? There was a two prom. Oh, God. They did a mono scene <laughs> minutes. Really? That was painful. Oh, hold on. I'll tell you my favorite fucked up moment because we have a lot of people. Beautiful. The, fuck, the clowns. We had the clowns on our show. Here's the thing. We had the clowns twice. Now, the first time the clowns were on, they were funny. They did like a sh- very short, like three or four minute thing. Yeah. The next time they came back, here's what happened, by the way. So I invited Dave Reinitz, the co-owner oh, of yeah. to my yeah. show. I was like, Dave, the show's going great. You got to see it. And for like the previous, what, month yeah. before that, we were practically oh, sold my out gosh. of the show. Yeah. Then we get to the show Dave is finally coming to, which he was supposed to be on two weeks before and had fucked up his calendar and didn't go. Anyhow, write your shows down, Dave. But he comes to the show. It's his own I felt, fault. I feel horrible because he comes to this show. And it's one of those nights where it was in, it was in November. I think yep. it was the week after Thanksgiving. It was rainy, oh, cold. Oh, gosh. So already people aren't going to give a shit about going outside. Now. Yeah. And it was only the comics. Yeah. And the, here come the clowns, which, which went right before Dave, <laughs> right? And they did 10 minutes and just got. You gave them 10 minutes. Nothing. I gave them 10 minutes because they had killed so hard with like the three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, they're very. I'm not shitting on the clowns as performers. They're fantastic performers. Just that you night. Take that. Yeah. In front of a bunch of stand-up comics who were already ready to kill themselves. Yeah. On a cold, rainy night when there's no audience, and it was magic. It was painful. And then Dave had to follow the clowns. Beautiful. And I'm like, perfect. And how long was he doing? Twenty? Fifteen? Ten. Ten. Yeah. Oh yeah. gosh, that's hilarious. But yeah, it gets pretty tedious. Like with a weekly show, we do have some 
last minute cancellations. Yeah. Now, some of them are legit. Some of them we can't. You don't think? We don't, we don't know if they're legit. Yeah. And that's really bothersome because yeah. once the poster goes out, your name's on the poster. Right. We're expecting you to be there. So um, we, we, you know, keep that in the back of our minds with some yeah. people. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, professionalism. Like, we're not just, you know, some random open mic. We're, <laughs> we're not an open mic. <laughs> we're not an open mic. Um, we're it's a show. Yeah. So it's, it's important, you know, that we have professionalism and, um, and that we put on a good show. And we hope that, you know, we can get the, the you know, yeah. audience up. And, but I have to say, even if it's just comics and, like, an improv team or whoever's on the show, it can still be fun. Like, yeah. yeah. People yeah. stick around and yeah. talk. Yeah. Absolutely. Know, that's, that's, we always tell, I always tell Katie, that's how we know it was a good show. Mm-hmm. Even if there was very little audience. If everyone sticks around after the show and talks to each other, yeah, it was a good supposed to shuffling People out. Jet out the <laughs> and there's been those shows yeah. in both theaters. Yeah, I think maybe like six or seven shows ago. Yeah, that one. No, that was a show where we had a good crowd, but everybody sat at the back. Uh, remember and I got so pissed off at that the next week because we had like 30 people it was a nice little crowd yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Sit the very back. so the next week I told Katie we're literally take, physically removing all the chairs in the show room oh, yeah. except for the first three rows and we've done that every, every week since and there's a night and day difference is in that fact, right was it last week or the week before we had we had another situation where it just happened it was mostly comics again and it felt like a full house the sound quality yeah. the sound quality and yeah, then you have to. Yeah, everyone has to pay attention because there's nowhere else yeah. to sit but the first. Nowhere to go. Rows. Yeah, and uh, and you look really stupid if you sit behind that because it's this vast like right. space. So it changed. Yeah. It oh, that's a great time. idea. Oh, and, there uh, you go. And now, uh, last thing we have, um, we have a new camera that we bought. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That Nick invested in, and we've been taking pictures of the comics. For yeah. Movie, yeah. Sending them a bunch of great. Which is so great. We found from. Doing the poster, you know, a lot of stand-ups don't have great photos. Yeah. And gosh darn it, we don't get those great photos. <laughs> and the funny thing yeah. is, I saw someone's IMDb page today has Nickelback. There you go. Yeah. I, I forget who it was, um, but I was so excited. But people use it. Um, yeah. Oh, Amber. Amber. Oh, Little Amber. Millhouse. Amber. Great. Yeah, she's it's great. Fun. It was on her IMDb page. Yeah. So it's like, oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, she's somebody who I booked because she was a friend of a comic who has been on a show like a dozen times and she yeah. all the time. She, she but I, she was kind of side unseen. And she may, you may have sent me a tape. I didn't watch it. Uh, because I already knew you. Like, as a there person, you go. You had the end. killed it. Absolutely just Yeah. It. I think it was only like her first or second time doing stand-up. And then we have another girl who's a friend of a friend, uh, Abby, who had done improv for like, what, 30 years? And, always, and she did our, our show by doing stand-up like her second time and just hilarious. But yeah. But, but with her and Amber both, they're natural performers. Yeah. Just natural. They yeah. Just belong. You're born to be on stage. So yeah. You can just, yeah. You can just, it oozes out of them. Like right. Like you belong on stage. Yeah. Just, so. Almost yeah. where they feel most comfortable. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's good. We're giving people photos for free. Yeah. You know, and then I keep seeing them pop up on Facebook. Is their profile yeah. Which is so great. And, you know, so it's good advertising for us, but it gives them great photos. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. You know, no, that's so nice. I literally, I've had like at least a dozen people who I swear the only reason they want on the show is so they get good photos <laughs> on stage. But it works because we started, we started that uh, in like June, like mid June. Yeah. And since then, like the number of comics asking to be on the show. Oh, has it gone up? Like 
Yeah. Word spreads. Yeah. If only our audience would, <laughs> would value it. All the comics in town know about the show. If only the audience. Uh, That's our next That'll week. come along. We're working on it, though. Our Dan Kane, who owns Acme Theater, is helping us invest in Instagram ads and things like that. Oh, nice. So, you know, we'll hopefully get that walk yeah. in. You know, our whole thing is we want to build an audience of strangers. Right. Because once we have that, you know, sky's the limit. And yeah. We just... The more pranks you can pull, right? Because if you walk into a, a room full of comics and everybody – by the way, I mean comics, everybody knows each other's yeah. sets and their acts yeah. and their bits. But when you come in front of strangers and yeah. they don't then it know gets it, fun. you can fuck with them <laughs> endlessly. I mean you can pull crazy pranks and yeah. the kind of shit that you know Eric does or French accent does or Elizabeth does. I mean it just you know, it kills even harder in front of just all strangers yeah. who don't know what's going on. Right, right. That's the best. I mean that's what we – Yeah. Well, let's just talk too. It's – it's because we're in L.A. If we took our show to Santa Barbara or Ventura or just somewhere there's nothing going on. Yeah. I just think, you'd crush. We'd, well, we'd sell out. Yeah, for sure. Because there's nothing going on. Right. But it's really hard, even with top-notch talent, to sell out a show yeah. Yeah. in L.A. Hmm. Well, let me ask you this, Katie. Uh, I want to get to to the religious part of it. But first, I want to see from more of a booker's perspective, uh, pet peeve. Do you have any pet peeves that stand-ups do? Us, oh, okay. Us, that, like, oh, you mean like in real life? In real life. Not necessarily just on stage. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes we'll go to shows and stuff like that. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, I heard about Giggle Bash or, you know, or whatever. Yeah. The show. Gotcha. Some people are just like schmoozing. Just really schmoozing. Yeah. Not like being genuine. I know they're just networking and like, I like people to, you know. To actually like, care about you yeah, as an individual. That's so weird. I'd say, Yeah. Which we have, you know, to submit, send your headshot, your video, you know, all that kind of stuff. If you don't follow the directions, like... We don't book you. Oh, yeah. We just yeah. don't book you. Or yeah. if your your email is just kind of like, you know, like, book me or whatever. Like, oh, there's no, right. There's no little, like, hi, I'm so-and-so, here's this. Like, just be professional about it. Yeah. And also, um, we have a thing right now that, you know, says that we'll get back to you in such and such days and stuff like that. That automatically goes to the... Don't email us more than once. Oh, sure. Um, Let it breathe. Right Let it breathe. Who's emailed yeah. it like six fucking times. <laughs> and you're going to the bottom of the list every time you do. You know who you are. all these other people. Yeah. Well, my, my whole thing is Google groups everything by conversation and person anyhow. Right, right. So, so you I know. know. Right. So the oldest email gets open first. So every time you re-email me, Google pushes you to the bottom <laughs> of the list. Stop fucking just wait. Yeah, but it's like, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's literally, I think I got like three emails in, or like in like two or three days. Even though every interesting. time you, email, you get an automatic reply saying, give us yeah, seven let us, let us business days. That's two weeks. Well, I do business every day, Nick. not the only person who's done that. Other people do. Yeah, yeah. But it's frustrating. Oh, yeah. So just, again, you wait. Just once, like in a completed email, your headshot, your video. Yeah, just one. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't send us... I know there's a pet peeve of a lot of producers. Don't send mass emails to producers. Like, customize the email. Oh, I see. Yeah, I, I, I see almost, what you're saying. I, I literally got one the other day from, like, constant contact kind of thing. Yeah. Sent to my email. I deleted it. Hello, email. club. Hello, booker. <laughs> Please, my ability to be on your show. Yeah. It would yeah. be neat. You know? Your show is so fun. Yeah. And, and you know, like, you know, over, overall, 
Yeah. Most of the comics are awesome. And yeah. Yeah, of course. But the but the funny stuff are the horrible. Ones, yeah. Right? As cool. always. As always. Yeah. Now, Nick, I want to ask you before we get to the religious stuff. Why do you feel drawn, or do you feel drawn to comedy? Something you feel like you have to do. Yeah. Why? Why do you feel like you have to do it? Well, I think just in that turn of you know, I like I don't know how to take things seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think. You know, in moving past law of what I originally wanted right. to do, I was just looking for that thing that like brings people happiness to a degree. <laughs> yeah, or just, as opposed to just money. Yeah, and yeah. I've always been, a, you know, I, I remember, you know, going through some tough times, like maybe like my freshman year of high school, uh, in parts of. I went through a tough time my my uh, in junior high, a little bit like seventh grade, and you know, just kind of fought through it. And then went through some more trouble. My my freshman year, like my parents were having trouble with their marriage and shit, mm. you know. And uh, are they divorced now? Yes. Yeah. Very. Very That's why much so. Happy. <laughs> um, gotcha. But uh, my freshman year in high school, though, when I went through, you know, the same kind of my parents' trouble. My parents' marriage went through trouble. My seventh grade went through trouble again. Like ninth grade, but mm. ninth grade, what was different is, you know, I was an immature freshman in high school. Sure. And I had this English class uh, with this teacher, uh, Rhonda Meath. Wow. Really, she hated me. <laughs> and and she kind of hated me from day one. And Why? when somebody, I don't know. You just got that just, vibe from her? Yeah. Yeah. And when somebody just hates you that much and you know you can't change them, you yeah. just feel, you know, entitled to fuck with them. And so I did. And mm. I would, like, mess with her endlessly and I would get all these laughs. And, like, my freshman English class it was like a comedy <laughs> and so if I'd get like a small little laugh from somebody I'd just keep pressing and pressing <laughs> and pressing and me and this kid Baltimore Rosas Baltimore? Baltimore was his name I thought you said Voldemort at Voldemort. first Good old Voldemort no, Voldemort Rosas Voldemort Rosas Mexican kid yeah he was hilarious one yeah. of the funniest people I've ever met he, he probably would have done well in comedy yeah and he sat on the other side of the room and me and him would just tattoo <laughs> the whole like hour and a half class it was like three times a week, and I don't know. I don't even know how many times we got kicked out yeah. and sent to the principal's office. I mean, it was one That's thing after another every day. Such a it troublemaker. Was, oh yeah, and uh, but that class, you know, made me realize I, that I liked laughter. Uh huh. And I didn't know that I'd really like want a career in that. I was right. Always, I was always like, oh, I want to be like a movie composer or an engineer, or you know, and later a lawyer. You know, like I got to have this serious money making yeah. career. But I knew that I liked. Was that, that from your parents? You think this uh, stable career I mean, idea? I, I <laughs> Just, um, oh, I see. Just being practically minded yourself. Yes, but you know, I you know, I, I did so much like singing and musical theater and all that shit as a kid. It felt mm-hmm. really, you know, after the whole thing of okay, well, I'm not going to go to law school. I'm almost thirty. Fucking now, what? Right. And going through, you know, a lot goes through your head when you're like hitting that. That change, you know. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I'm just, I just feel like I was born to be on stage, yeah. doing something, and I feel more comfortable on stage than almost anywhere. Yeah. Else, like sure. the bright lights and the zone out, and <laughs> you're just shouting no, things into the void. I feel more yeah. comfortable on stage talking about super, super vulnerable shit to strangers right. than I do sitting in the conference room at work like I did today. You know, talking to <laughs> yeah. executives about you know EBITDA forecasts and yeah. You know, Whatever. Interesting. I love my job. Don't fire. <laughs> I can't wait I for need my to watch job. this. Oh By my the gosh! Way, comedians, <laughs> if you're gonna move to LA, you gotta have a day job. It yeah, it's the number one reason. 
there, there are people who come here who are oozing with talent. Some of the most talented people I've ever seen in my life have to move back home. Yeah. Because it is so expensive to live here. What we pay here for renting this freaking townhouse, we could, oh, I'm serious, we could own yeah. Oh, yeah. like a mansion back home in Texas or in, 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 uh, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, there's no question. And, uh, you know, you got to have a day job. So uh, please don't fire me. For <laughs> I'm good. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're good at your job, though. I actually really am. Like, yeah. Um, you know, and, I, and, and I'm in the zone and I do my, you know, I do my work. I, I, and I think, you know, I was worried about how they take, take it that I was a comic, but I don't, I don't really, I mean, I'll make jokes, but I don't, yeah. I still do my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of know? course. And, they don't know that you're a stand-up by but, night. Yeah, but I have said, you know, yeah. the long-term goal is to, to be, leave all of you. Yeah. Yeah. For but Netflix or HBO or. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, yeah. you know, I'll stay, you know, it's a, it's a great job. And I yeah, of course. That, but, of course. Um, Interesting. Just, uh, but I do feel it sometimes, you know, I'll say this, like working at Flappers, uh, although working for any comedy club is shitty pay benefits. <laughs> Honestly, it doesn't matter. I mean, I know the industry. Unless yeah. you're like a top executive like the improv or something. For the most part, it's, it's shitty pay across the industry. Yeah. It's not a personal thing. You know, the owners of Flappers were great to me. It was, it was just – it's an industry thing. Yeah. It's not on the club I worked at. But, you know, I, the one thing I do miss is just e- even though, you know, I have, you know, fantastic pay benefits, everything at my current job. It's great. Uh, I miss being in the industry day to day. Oh, because sure. Because the one thing I did love about Flappers, even though it was just organized chaos at all times, and working at any comedy club would be. I'm not shitting on Flappers. I promise. I love Flappers. I want to uh, have a running total of how many times you've said that. No, I'm just trying to clarify. Because I don't want somebody to be like, oh, you're shitting on yeah, fucking hate, Flappers. Hates where like, it's the industry. Yeah. But the one thing I just loved is that randomly – you know, we, we'd have a major problem. All the computer, all the point of sale system would go off and flash, sure. right? And I go down there and fix it. And then when I'm done, I go into the green room and Bill Burr's sitting there. Oh, yeah. Or I'm in yeah. the office one day and Craig Robinson comes in and just sits on the couch and talks to the whole staff for an hour and a half. Yeah. Or we find out at 4.30 p.m. that Jerry Seinfeld's coming at 7.30 p.m. Right. Like that shit. <laughs> You can't beat that. It's, it was magic. And yeah. Adam, oh, Adam Sandler is going to come in tonight. What? Conan O'Brien stopping by tonight. What? Yeah. I mean, so even though it was like constant struggling to live day to day financially, no, again, no matter what <laughs> club I worked at, it's not. But, yeah. but I think everybody who works there feels that of like, that's the thing is just, un, you know, I have such a great paying yeah. job. Yeah. But it's not, you don't have that magic. Yeah. And that's the one thing I do miss about about flappers is the magic of like you know the you just never know who's gonna right what's going to happen in and yeah. then you work there and you're in charge of fine you know I was in charge of accounting so I like mm-hmm. you know would be in charge of you know making the checks and you know yeah so it was there was something you know pretty cool about the people that would you know just never knew yeah who was yeah. going to randomly pop in or say they were going I mean you know and every time Kevin Hart came I was out of town because he would tell us on Wednesday night. <laughs> Every time, like yeah. Wednesday, hey, I'm gonna uh, partner with so and so. He's gonna let me headline and wow, in his place. And you missed everyone. And every those... time I was in Texas, I was like, motherfucker. And at one time, he had like Beyonce and Pharrell and all those people. Yes. Yeah. Again, yeah. And there was a picture the other day. Brian Kiley was in the Flappers green room with a Rod. Oh yeah. From the Yankees. I'm like, from the Yankees. I'm <laughs> Come like, on. It's just insane. Yeah. And that's the kind of shit that would happen there. I was like, yeah. You know, it's low pay, whatever, because it's the comedy industry. Again, yeah. <laughs> the industry, not the club. Um, you know, but that's the – it's the same reason that people will work for minimum wage and yeah. barely making a dime at the right. comedy store. Of course. Because it's, it's magic. And yeah. If I, if and stage I, time, right? Some stage oh, time. 
No, it's the most magical, most incredible hookup of stage. I mean, if, if I yeah. literally had a trust fund and I didn't need to work, I would. That's where I you would, would work my ass off to get a gig at the comedy store. Just because yeah. that that face to face time. I mean, I see how far it's you know pushing people who who are working there who are you know already talented, but then right. on top of that, they're you know buddying up with the best comics in the world. I mean, it's yeah, just, can't beat that. Yeah. Now, how did you two meet? And then I want to talk about your religious Tinder. Beliefs. Is that right? No. Tinder. No. Oh, Grinder. Which um, one? It was on OkCupid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Nick actually <laughs> um, didn't have like a username. It was Nick Luckridge. Oh. I didn't did you know. not understand? Yeah. <laughs> I had never used that platform before. I had only used <laughs> Tinder, which of course Tinder, I had a fucking yeah. fake name on Tinder. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a different gig, right? But no, nah, it was... Yeah. Yeah. So, and also in his bio, it said he worked for a comedy club in Burbank. That's Flappers is the only comedy the only club one. in Burbank. Yeah, of course. Um, so what I did, you know, as I would do with anyone I was, you know, talking to that I meet in person, I uh-huh. you know, Google them, of course. So all his videos popped up in stand up. Oh yeah. Because he said, you know, that he did comedy, he was a stand up. That's what he wants to do. And I was hesitant. I I stayed away from actors and stuff about uh-huh. YouTube, but because I didn't want to date someone you know that was yeah. going to be an actor I've been through so many of them in college and stuff <laughs> I was like no way um, but I watched his videos so many did you hear yeah. that and uh, yeah I watched his videos and he did a podcast and yeah. he was so nerdy on this podcast it was Joe Fina's podcast and um, he was talking about like the Macy's parade and his love of prices right and like all this other stuff and I'm just like this guy is hilarious and national he, treasures yeah and he was also a choir nerd like me so I'm like we're probably gonna hit it off and, gotcha and um yeah and we got together and talked for a little bit he was in Texas uh-huh. for Christmas and I was here my family was coming in and then we met that first week of January and then yeah Second date asked me to be his girlfriend. So, wow. Yeah. Cutie pies. Yeah. So it's been it's been good and then um and then last April is when we moved into this place. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been going really good. But, That's yeah, great. We have a similar even though he's in he's from Texas, I'm from Pennsylvania, both our families were um you know, Catholic and uh-huh. you know, so we kinda had that in common. Yeah, I was just gonna ask if the religious belief stuff factored into it at all. Um I mean, I went through all the... I went to, like, an Irish Catholic church, mm-hmm. so a Roman Catholic church, so we did all the Gregorian chant-type stuff and music, and I cantered for years when I was in middle school on through high school, and Nick also cantered and, you know, yeah. sang at the church, so I think... Now, that was can- was, cantering is singing, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's yeah. singing up the front of the church. But, yeah, you're, like, leading the church. Yeah. Oh, and whatever, whatever yeah. weird... Shit, you're singing. <laughs> yeah, and um, in Latin or in English, what? Ah, uh, depends. Yeah, it depends. What part of the mass you're singing? Uh huh. Because some of it's like just the real simple, like the Kyrie eleison, which is Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. Like that's usually just sung in Latin because everybody knows what it means. It's three fucking words. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know, you're a shitty Catholic. <laughs> I can curse, yeah. unlike the Mormons, because right. I ask forgiveness on Saturdays. Right. Right. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, and then like maybe the Anya's Day or something like that. They'd sing, but like the longer stuff. Oh. Yeah. English. Yeah. yeah. I feel like yeah. I sing more Latin with um, like 
choirs in school or after mm-hmm. school uh-huh. than yeah. actually in church except for certain occasions. Like in college choirs, I don't yeah. even know how many different masses we'd... Because a mass is just the, the text and then there's all these settings of it by every composer ever. Mm. And so, you know, you'd sing the whole mass all the way through and... Yeah, because you up until like the sixties, until the Second Vatican Conference, which is this thing where all the the Pope people, the Pope people, the Cardinals and the Pope, lots of Pope, lots of yeah. Pope people, the the Pope folks, the Pope folks, uh, <laughs> no, the the Cardinals or whatever, they got together and were like, yeah, let's change it up. So like, the, it used to be like the preachers would just sit up there and do it all, and then in like the sixties, they changed it to where the people had to. Do it like so they they do a lot of call and response kind of stuff, Got and it. then now it's you know just depends where you go because if you go to small town America, it's you know still like that. But in some other places they're trying to jazz it up. And they do like these praise band things. That here's the thing: like you go to a mega church and listen to their music, it's usually really pretty music. Yeah. But the hybrid Catholic stuff just it doesn't work. It's weird. <laughs> it doesn't sound right. Like it's not it's not like the full on Christian rock. But it's not full on Catholic. It's just gee. Huh. Yeah, I'm. Sounds weird. I, I'm used to the Roman Catholic mass. I'm used to you know standing or kneeling or sitting or whatever. You yeah. know, Not like I feel very uncomfortable in mega churches. Though I'm very interested in their technical aspects and how good their cameras are and like. Oh, I see. You know the production value. The bands are always amazing, but. I get very uncomfortable when people are, you know, getting into it and putting their hands up and closing their eyes. That's just not me. I'm used to, you know, singing in a group, you know, awkwardly with the congregation. (laughs) Yeah, but very proper. Very still. Proper. Yes, the proper way to work. Yeah, even my church coming up, like, it was kind of a weird thing if someone um, was... By the way, we would only do it up in the choir loft if there was extra instruments, which honestly would only be like a guitar mm. or a violin. And that was maybe, I don't even know if we'd go tambourine. like Trumpet? No trumpets? Maybe trumpet for okay. like Christmas or something. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But mostly it was like organ all the way. Yeah. Like nothing crazy. So Yeah. No yeah. drums. No. It was, yeah. It's just very old. Yeah. <laughs> Hymns and, you know, the Gregorian chants. So that's gotcha. how we now, do you still believe in God? Yes. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Most of the time. When do you yeah. not? When do you feel like you don't? I don't know. I think this is like any, you know, from time to time, there's like, what if all this is bullshit? <laughs> sure. I think it's natural. Yeah. Because yeah. here's my thing is like, I just don't trust humans. <laughs> and if humans wrote all this shit down, it could all be fake. But here's, here's my thing yeah. is like, I think there's unquestionably something more powerful than all of us. I think it's naive of us as humans to say anyone knows exactly what that is because you don't. But I like the, you know, I find it like, here's my thing with religion. Like, even if it's, you know, not real, like, because there's so many religions around the world that swear there's their thing is the real thing, you yeah. know, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, I feel the, I still think it's therapeutic to have because it's just like a, ref, it's, it's like meditation. Mm. It's like this reflective period. So, like, even if we don't know, like, who's the real God or whatever. You know, there's still a point to it. Like, I still think you can get something out of religion, yeah. you know. Because it's like atheists. Like, yeah, atheists don't believe in a god. But that doesn't mean they don't believe in, like, some sort of faith in something like love or, you know, right. hope about something. You hope something will turn out. I mean, you still have, you know, some sort of faith in something. You have faith that the sun won't burn out for the next few years, right? 
You know, you keep going to work science. each day. It's not faith. Yeah, yeah, I that's know. But science yeah. is it? Yeah, but that's the thing. Even science, what we didn't know a hundred years ago. You take that back right you now. Know? I'm yeah. just saying, like, you don't. Nobody knows everything. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think the Bible is just kind of like a couple stories they threw together. Uh huh. Take it as it is, because there's some really messed yeah. up stories. Some I don't read that shit word for words. <laughs> yeah, I, no. I honestly right. never read the Bible. Like, cover to cover. Cover to cover. No, I've read sections of the Bible. Yeah. You know, but um, honestly. Songs of Solomon. Yeah, I took um, an right. intro to World of like, Religions course. Uh-huh. The only reason I knew so much about Christianity was because of musicals. Oh. Like Jesus Christ Superstar and Joseph <laughs> Yeah, of course. And Religion Coat, of course. Like that, that, you know, explained to me, you know, the whole Easter. <laughs> yeah, the major stories. <laughs> yeah, the major stories. Interesting. Yeah, that's It's how not covered it, in mass? It is, but I wouldn't really pay attention that much. <laughs> and it was in Latin, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like, especially when you're a kid, like you've heard right. about sure. how, like, how many times, but like the Easter stuff always confused me. Like, what happened? What day? And all this stuff. Oh, but, right. But there's just some weird stories in the Bible and just weird rules that you know. I think you just have to take out of it that you know you should be nice to other people. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Some of the stuff that Jesus said was really cool, you know. <laughs> But, yeah. Um, yeah, but some of the stuff is kind of really dark, especially the Old Testament. But Old Testament's a fun book. Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. But I mean, I wouldn't necessarily believe the whole creation, you know. Oh, the seven days thing. Yeah, that. You mean yeah. the beginning of the entire yeah. book, yeah, Genesis like, one? That's yeah, where you're already doubtful. Like, yeah, science, like you know. Yeah. Because that's when it gets weird. Is when there's you know. So what about the argument of it's not a day; it's just a time span. Right? Like maybe it was a million years. Yeah. Maybe it was a hundred years. That's why you shouldn't read the Bible word for word and take yeah. it all in truth. Because it could be that. Yeah. Like maybe it's yeah. a mixture of both. That's what I'm saying. Nobody knows everything. Calm down. I mean, I know where to know everything, though. I know where to go Do to you? find. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Again, I'm not saying that, you know. But yeah. I just, you know. Yeah. But if you, ever, if you ever, like, really sat there and thought, like, oh, man, there's no God, no anything. Your mind runs endlessly. Yeah. With questions of like, how, what was the Big Bang Theory? What happened? What's outside of the universe? What caused the universe? Are there other universes? Like, yeah. I mean, it goes like my mind races when I start thinking about that because yeah. I mean, and, and I don't know that the story of the Bible's, you know, hundred, you know, again, it's it's written by a man. Who knows what's real or not? But you know, it's just it's something that's you know, it's reflective. It's a practice. You know, it's a thing you do. Mm-hmm. You know. So do you believe in afterlife? I I I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hope so for the people who do nothing but talk about the afterlife their whole life. Yeah. Otherwise, it's wasted. <laughs> I would hope so, but yeah, like, because then that's kind of freaky too. Like, you think of all the people that have ever lived on Earth. Sure. Where are they? You're just yeah. a skeleton. Yeah, I don't know if, um, I don't know if, you know, we, like, go to this, you know, heaven. I, I would like, I would like to hope you get reunited with people that you love. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if you get reincarnated as another person or Oh, and, sure. I mean, I wouldn't want to be reincarnated as a fly or anything, you know. Right, or, right. Or be on the wrong end of, like, you know, a famine or something like that. Getting yeah. born into a bad time period. But um, you'd hope you'd meet, you know, the people that you loved and that, you know, they're at peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also hope that the people that were really terrible and did horrible things to people, you know, have you a punishment. Like... <laughs> you know, like, cause then it's, but then you're yeah. like, oh, wait. Might be all just the same thing. It doesn't matter. Sure. You know? 
Sure. But you hope there's some sort of afterlife. Yeah. But we all die. Yeah, we all die. Everyone's going to die. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Don't be yeah. scared. But, yeah. <laughs> it's coming, Mom. Yeah. A couple more but years. But I don't necessarily oh, believe goodness. in, like, hell necessarily or purgatory. It seems like a big joke to get more money out of people. Oh, inter- yeah. really? You yeah. feel like well, that's... Well, in, in Catholicism, you can pray people out of hell. Oh. That's why you should join today. <laughs> Is that what the candles are about? Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Well, that just saying prayers. You like pay to, you pay, you pay for God to love you or something, right? Oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> you pay for. Well, yeah, you gotta pay for everything. Nothing's free. Well, you know what's great? I gotta tell you this. My grandmother. This is how my family was. My, so my grandma, uh, she was in charge of like keeping. So in the Catholic Church, you're supposed to like donate on a schedule. So not just willy-nilly donate money you'd actually say i'm gonna give x amount of dollars per month this year and my grandma was in charge of tracking that shit at saint mary's church in Friedeck, near my hometown yeah and i remember she's just like just you know spill the beans when i was over there talking about all the people who wouldn't turn in their money on time like oh that family right there is two months behind and you catch up and i'm like grandma you <laughs> yeah. spread that shit. That's great. Yeah. Make it yeah. public. Yeah, yeah, just, yep. Full transparency. The, family, the goddamn Thompson family. Oh, yeah, and then how my Catholic church are, are run in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Back in the day, they used to have more of like a youth group kind of thing. But when I came up, there's just, you know, CCD on Sunday where you go to Sunday school. said what? School. CC? Oh, CCD. Sunday okay. Sunday school, right? And that was that was it. Like there was, and I'd go to choir uh-huh. like before or after church or something, or before Sunday school. But that was it. There was no going. To there was like no mass or something. There, well, there's mass, but there okay. wasn't any sort of like youth group for kids. Oh, I like, see what you're saying. Church had like yeah, yeah, yeah. Really present youth group or like right. roller skating and all that stuff. We didn't have that stuff. So just at Sunday very, school. Yeah, it was a very. Um, I always thought of church as a very cold, like staunch kind of. Yeah. Kind of place. There wasn't really a fun. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my upbringing was weird because, like, so my mom was Catholic her whole life. My dad was Lutheran, but when we were little, for like, until I was in like sixth grade, we went to a Baptist church. So we go to like, we go to like hmm. multiple times a year at my grandma, my Aunt Rita, and my mom to the Catholic church. Mostly we went to a Baptist church until I was in like sixth grade. I, I think it's like right when my, when my parents. Marriage started having trouble. Then my mom started going back to the Catholic Church, and uh, then I kind of went with her. Yeah. Um, but the Baptist Church, man, there was some insane shit at that Baptist Church, dude. It was always so. There was one guy who was like fucking his stepdaughter. There was. It was always something. You never knew what kind of crazy shit. I was. I mean, our family was one of them, right? I mean, my my parents, right? But um, yeah, it was. It was always some kind of crazy shit going down. And then we had this one guy who was like. One of the youth group leaders, he was uh, dating like a 14-year-old. Wow. Well, he wasn't at all. Hold on. Let me back up. He was like 18. She was 14. And then they got married later on. But uh, then he turned out, he was like, was like a coach at a school and then was like diddling the high school volleyball team girls or some shit. It was always something. It was always something with fucking kids, isn't it? Right? And always every church, including the Catholic church, it's all about fucking them kids. They're just uh, so tempting, they're right? They're so tempting. Right, Paul Moonji? And uh, that's why you taught at that religious high school. Yeah. Um, but, I love it. Yeah, but the, the Baptist, man, yeah, I, I remember growing up going to all that and we'd sing all the, you know, all the little catchy songs and the Father Abraham and the, you know, this, that, and the other. 
And yeah. Then, and then vacation. Did you guys have vacation Bible school? Did you have that shit? I mean, it my church like, would do EFY, especially for youth. Oh, God. Which was like a Bible camp, essentially, but for Mormons, right? Well, we had, so. we had like vacation Bible school, which is like, it was basically free daycare for your kid for a week. Oh. And my mom would, my mom would make us go to like everyone in town. <laughs> Because she didn't have to deal with us. Yeah. You're right? That sounds so amazing. So we go to the Baptist one. The, the, Lutheran one, the Lutheran one was actually fun. I like the Lutheran one. And then we go to like the uh, the Church of Christ. There was some, I, I think it was the Church of Christ. There was one of them that was like fucked up six ways from Sunday that was like strange. And then, yeah, you go to all that shit. And um, I like the Lutheran one. I don't know why I can say that, but I did. I like the Lutheran. <laughs> we like the Lutherans. Yeah, I kind of feel like, you, you, you know... I feel like the Lutherans are, you know, the hardest. They're relaxed they're, enough they're for you. They're relaxed. Yeah, the lazy Lutherans. I don't know. <laughs> they, were, they had a good vacation Bible school. And then I went to actual church camp, like sleepaway camp. Mm. And that's where I first learned to shoot a rifle was mm. at Christian summer camp. As you do. Shoot rifle and shoot a bow and arrow. It was like you got to kill Satan. <laughs> that was the goal. And you like, well, it was weird because like it was a lot of fun during the day. You'd have like... Horse, I got stepped on it by a horse. I remember that it fucking hurt. Wow, the horse stepped on my foot. Yeah. Shit hurt for like a week. But yeah, they had like horseback riding and water skiing, and like it was just, it was gorgeous. It was on a lake and it had like zip lines. It was fucking awesome. And then at night, they'd make like all three hundred kids get like around a campfire and cry about everything they ever did in their whole fucking life. And that was like every night, and it was weird. I was like, why is this so cool in the day and so creepy at night? <laughs> Cause and that was that one, and then so that was Frontier Camp. That was in Northeast Texas, and then I went to like the State Baptist. It was like the first Baptist State Camp or something. It was in Palacios, Texas, and that place was bananas mm. to me because they made us go to like these concerts with this creepy ass Christian rock. Not that all of it's creepy, but this was, and just that place. Uh, I'm good. I don't need it. <laughs> I don't and I'm not criticizing all Baptists. Some Baptists are, you know, less creepy, but you know, some are fine. Sure. But the, the, you know, I've seen some shit. Not to say Catholics haven't done some stuff, because yes, we have. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I always thought the whole confession booth thing kind of weird. Yeah. I, I just thought that was kind of just a random man-made. We role. skip out on that part. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. We don't go to confession because I don't want to tell a priest. You know anything? Like I just feel like that's yeah. He might write us out. Yeah, I mean, isn't that the what do you mean to God? He might write you out to God. That's the point, right? Don't tell anybody (laughs) the truth ever. There is a protection in the law for that, unless you are going to commit a crime. You know, if you are, well, then you shouldn't do it, right? The funny thing is, I did for like a second when I was younger think about becoming a nun. Oh, but in my defense, the nuns I was. Well, the nuns that I was exposed to at our Catholic church were terrible people. Oh, like, interesting. They were awful human beings. But what did they depict in, you know, in movies? The Sound of Music. Maria yeah. Maria's a cool nun. And Sister Act. Of like, course. They're, they're, they're singing nuns. So. Yeah. But, you know, there's way more than singing, so that would work for me. But for yeah. a second, when I was younger, I was like, oh, maybe, oh, maybe that. Yeah, but, you know, it sounded like a cool idea, but I'm like, no, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, now, Nick, I have been curious because the interesting – one interesting. You have many interesting attributes. Do I? Yes. But one that I've been curious about because it is often attached to religion is that you're a eunuch. I am a real eunuch. 
Yeah. You and heard it, it here, <laughs> not first. Is is that because of religion? I mean, you were a cantor boy and oh, I Catholic. Oh, I was born to be it. No? You know, no. no so it was not a religious choice. It's not like I chose to get my balls chopped off. They, Some people I do, never, right? Or no? Know. Is that not a thing anymore? I don't anymore? think so, because I think pretty much all trannies, like, for the most... Can you call? Them, I don't you think you that? should say trannies. Tra- all trannies. Uh, I think I could. I think I. Hold on. You're halfway there I yourself. Think, Is that I the think argument? You're gonna. That word because I'm a eunuch. I think I have the privilege. You've been the most I call depressed. Eunuch privilege. But uh, yeah. most like transsexual people that I have met still have their stuff, and typically they go through something called chemical castration. Right. Right. Where they just take estrogen or whatever, and it kills off testosterone, uh, and it works. They have beautiful skin. Um, <laughs> they do. Yeah. Um, and uh, but but yeah, I was I just you know had a condition where I was just born. Well, technically I was I, I got to clarify. Technically I was born with the organs still further up in. Um, there's a tube that runs from like your kidney to your scrotum, and that's where your testicles live till right before you're born. Hmm. And then they descend into the scrotum. Yeah. And then once they're into the scrotum, then uh, then you're born, right? Sometimes they don't come down. That's called an undescended testicle. That's pretty common. It's like one out of 100 births, 1%. Yeah. What's less common is to have it on both sides. Mm. Usually when you have a UDT, an undescended testicle, they will, usually it dies, so you'll just have one that lives. Will they shrivel up? Yeah. Uh, well, no, it just, it, by the time it's they, reabsorbed. they pull it down, either it gets absorbed or, uh-huh. or your body, um, you know, or they have to take it out for some other reason, or just, or they'll try to introduce testosterone when you're, you know, a teen or whatever, and, and just never grows, and so it becomes a cancer risk. And usually, you know, take it out, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but in my case, I had it on both sides. Lucky. Born that way. Yeah. And, oh, okay. Uh, so what my doctors tried to save it, tried to save them and stuff, but they couldn't. Yeah. So I mean, it's not a big deal to me. I've known my whole entire life, but I'm right. lucky to be alive in 2019 because. I don't have to have the same, you know, the effects of it because there's like all this modern thanks to all those athletes cheating. Oh, sports, there's interesting. great artificial testosterone out there. So I mean, I was able to still, you know, have sex. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Grow this very, very, very <laughs> patchy facial hair. Yeah. That never looks more than just like pubes on my face. It's more um, than I can grow, but though. it's better than nothing. Yes, you're very I, clean cut. Yeah, I can't. I can't. It do doesn't it. look good. And uh, it looks better on this. This camera is making it look better than it really is. <laughs> you look fantastic. But, uh, yeah. And so, I mean, it was weird. Mm. It was weird growing up. Like, it was – here's the thing that sucks, honestly, because I talk about it so openly now. I literally never talked about it with anyone except yeah. – I didn't even really talk about it with my parents except when I was younger. Yeah. Definitely just avoided the topic at all times with everyone. Yeah. Until I had a long-term girlfriend um, uh, in uh, it was like 2011 to 2015 before I moved out here. Yeah. And, you know, so then I opened up with her about it, but because you know, I had to, um, you know, it had some other, you know, pretty sexual things where you can kind of conceal it, honestly. Everything's working down there, right? I mean, yeah, everything yeah, yeah. works, so... If it's like a real quick thing, they're yeah. like, yeah, it was just, just, eye it was contact. just weird. Eye contact, yeah. please. Look here. Yeah. Look here, Amanda. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, hmm. b- but when I came out here, I saw a lot of people in their stand-up acts being vulnerable and talking about right. fucked up shit. And I'm like, hey, here's something. Yeah. And so the weird part of it was telling pe- like people from back home hearing about it. Mm. Because in my brain, though, we just kept it as like this deep, dark 
no one can ever know about a secret. Uh, was that more personal? Although my mom probably told everyone in town. Yeah, I was going to say, did you feel like that from your parents or was it just you? Yeah, from my parents. Yeah. But 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 I understand why. Like, because I remember my brother uh, was being a dick once, and he told one of my friends, "Like, oh, a he dick was born without testicles." Or, uh-huh. And my dad, like, because we came from a different time oh. in here, my dad beat the shit out of my brother. Wow. And 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 I know why. It's just because my dad knew the harm of that being resurfaced in yeah. our town in the climate that was our Interesting. town at that time. Interesting. It happens sure. today in my hometown. No one would give a shit. My town has changed so much in 20 years. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, I mean, it's changed a lot for the yeah. better. But I'm just saying, he knew what the climate was at yeah. that time. Yeah. Now, there's, not to say most of the town would have known something because my parents would have been yapping about it when I was a baby of, oh, we're oh. trying. Because I was having that surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of right? Course. So naturally, they're going to tell people and not think, oh, well, now everybody's going to know. Yeah, they're going to know. Right. What are you going to do? Who wouldn't say that as a parent? You're, yeah. you're going to talk about it. You know, who's not? But um, I think what was weird for me. It's because it was kept this big dark secret. When I finally started talking about it, how kind of nobody gave a shit. Oh, or like, right. Or like, oh, that's cool, interesting. But in my I'm mind, like, no. I thought it was going to turn into this giant, ah, oh, you fucking freak, and like, <laughs> get out of here. You know, like in my brain for yeah. all those years. Interesting. And so when I finally started talking, it was kind of like this, damn, I would have been talking about this for yeah, you know, my entire one, adult life. Right? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, you know, I filmed a bunch of videos, put them on, on YouTube talking about it. And I've been contacted from people like all over the world, hmm. mo- multiple moms of kids who don't have, who were born with it yeah. or without it, then yeah. without them, without it. Um, <laughs> that is. By the way, just so there's not a lot of ignorance, it's mm. only the testicles that are missing. Yeah. And the penis Thank you for clarifying. Exists, dad. Um, and uh, yeah, so every, it's, it's literally the Frank without the beans. Yeah. Everything works, everything functions. The same thing happens when I finish it, a normal guy does. Because yeah. the white fluid, yeah. can we talk about that? Can we say white fluid? Yeah. Um, the white fluid. Why do you have to get racial it, yeah. about it? Yeah. The, uh, the uncolored fluid. Uh, <laughs> why don't they say that? Uh, colored and uncolored. Um, I don't the, know. <laughs> the white fluid is made here. by the testes. It's made by the prostate. So right. that, anyhow, I made these videos. But I've been contacted by like people in like fucking Ethiopia and Saudi Arabia, right? like yeah, all yeah. over the world on my YouTube channel. And here's what's crazy: I don't have that many views on it, like mm. like twenty twenty five hundred views. But I've been contacted like two hundred times. Yeah. Of the people who have watched it, they've really watched yeah, they know. It. And then people keep saying to make more. I've just been busy, but I, I need to make more and like dive in more because my yeah. thing is like you know tell your kid early. And then get here's the critical thing that I wish I would have done. I had known that because we're in the world we are today, where people are comfortable with talking about transsexuals, aka trannies. Uh, I can say that you can. That's our word. Um, but no, it, you know, because transsexual rights and gender fluidity and all that right. stuff is out there. You're in, tell your kid to talk about that shit from now. day one. Yeah. Because by the time they hit puberty, they won't give a shit. Like, yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, they yeah. won't, you know, go through all the mind fuck that I had to go through. Of I got this. I can't tell anybody about this. I can't tell. Interesting. Them. I mean, I literally, if I went to a doctor with just a cold, yeah. I wouldn't tell that doctor about yeah. it because I'm like, oh, you're not a specialist. You won't even know what to do with this. And honestly, they don't. Yeah. Because <laughs> I find I find myself if it's a general practice doctor, I'm telling I know more about my condition than right. they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know. Most of the time, when I have like an endocrinologist, they've only treated like two or three people, like myself. You yeah. Know? 
Um, or the people they're treating have had testicular cancer or had an accident. Usually they've right. lost them because of something else. Right. So, um, you know, that's what's, that part's interesting. Do you feel like that being born without testicles shaped at all your religious beliefs or no? No. I think it shaped my need to tell jokes. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because ultimately all of us have something darker, you know, or Mormon. Uh, inside of us, and, uh, that just needs to get out. Yeah, yeah. But no, I think I think that's what I think that's what drove my uh, the comedy career. Yeah, of the wanting to make jokes because it's it's something you know difficult. Was to, it? I mean, did other kids ever tease you about it? They didn't know. Yeah, I literally zero. No, no idea. Well, there was you know, like I said, my brother told some kids that were over playing basketball at our house once. Yeah, and and then you know I said, you know, oh, that's not true. My brother's being an asshole, whatever. Right. And I think, honestly, they probably believed me because it yeah. was such a weird thing. Like, yeah. oh, come that on. That can't be possible. That can't be possible. Yeah, right. And by the way, here's the thing. For how mean kids <laughs> – kids are just mean in my hometown. Yeah, yeah. For well, how kids mean, are mean everywhere. How absolute asshole kids were in my hometown. Because my brother got picked on, like, dude, ruthlessly. I felt bad for my brother. My brother was in this class of this, – this, he was in, like, a grade of kids there were the meanest fucking human beings I've ever met to this day. Yeah. I've ever met in my life. And he got held back and it was the best thing that ever happened to him yeah. like, for a year. Yeah. Because the kids in his original grade, I mean, mean to everybody. Just Interesting. Cool, man. Anyhow. So is I he just deflecting? How, he had to have just been know, deflecting to you, well, right? Well, I mean, isn't it just a brother teasing a brother? Well, maybe. Because I don't think he understands the concept. I mean, he don't think he. You don't, don't think all kids are just deep seated? I, I know they have. Kids are just dicks, ulterior but I don't motives. Think, I don't think it's like a. <laughs> Calculated. But all I'm saying is that yeah. if they had believed it, I think I would have been teased nonstop about it. Yeah. And I don't think it believed it because it was so like, oh, that can't happen. Yeah. But it did. <laughs> um. But yeah, so I put that out there and put like a t- I think it was like I did I did a set at the Burbank Comedy Festival in like 2016 or 17 16. Yeah. And talked about it and and it got like huge and I wasn't that great of a stand up then 3 yeah. years back because yeah. I was stepping on laughs. Like I was getting like oh. what would have been huge 30 second long applause breaks and I didn't know how to like pace myself because I was like oh my god I only have 5 minutes I gotta yeah. rush through no, this this is good shut up guys yeah. <clears throat> right exactly and because of that like, I stepped mm. on a lot of laughs um, that's totally my problem too but I had I this just, killer set and I was like yeah. okay I have something so I took that video and I put it online and I shared it and like, so that's basically how I like let a lot of people know about it and then some people who are super close to me still were like no. oh I thought that was a joke I'm like why the fuck did I make <laughs> who's like oh I was born without <laughs> testicles this will get me attention I mean people you lie know? on stage Oh sure, you know. But I remember one of my closest friends, Victor. Like he genuinely thought it was bullshit. He's like, no, yeah, couldn't like, be. He's like, yeah, but how? Oh, well, I know. <laughs> he did finally figure out this one thing. He used to always be like he, with my ex girlfriend Brooke. Uh, he used to always be um, be telling me like, hey man, make sure you you wrap up. Make sure she's on birth control. Don't get her pregnant. Don't get her pregnant. Don't get her pregnant. Yeah. And it's like I don't have to worry about that. And he's like, don't fucking say that. <laughs> yeah, you do. Everyone you worry. does. Everyone's got to worry. And you're like, no. Nah, and then, so once I finally, like, he had been oh. saying it to me for years, and I was always telling him, like, dude, no. fine, trust me. He's like, fuck that. I don't trust you. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter how good you think you are. You can get her knocked up. Don't fucking knock her up. She's a clinger. Trust me. Stay away from the <laughs> He was, you know. Yeah. So when he finally learned it, it's like, oh, oh, that's why you were <laughs> always not giving a shit. I'm like, yeah, that's why. That's so that. funny. Um, built in contraception. Built in. The vasectomy happened. <laughs> people are always like, yeah, but can't you? I, I can't believe how many times. Like, yeah, but you can still have kids right now. Like, 
can't. I mean, you could adopt. Oh yeah, I want to adopt two from each from uh, from each from group. each country from each group. Right? What do you mean group? Yeah, the race. Genders. Races oh. <laughs> I love it. I want to have like a fucking international wow. Brady bunch in my house. All right, I like Why it. Why not? It's Are you fun. behind that, Katie? Are you excited yeah. for this? Yeah, we're gonna, you know. Let's adopt yeah. a bunch of You're racially gonna... ambiguous children and then bring them back to our small towns. There you go. From and confuse the shit out yeah. of people. Just have a UN model yeah. UN. Yeah, but here's the thing: that shit works, and, those, and the kids don't know the the difference. Because I saw a family mm. like that in Austin, Texas, once. I was walking down by uh, Lake Austin, and uh, there was like a family like that, and the kids didn't know the difference. They were just like, "Hey, mom, dad," you know. They were yeah, just kind of, of course. I was like, I fucking want that. That's amazing. That's great. You know, I beat fucking yeah. Daddy Warbucks or whatever. Yeah, that sounds weird. Uh, <laughs> fuck the orphans. I'm just saying. I, wanna... <laughs> I don't think that's what happened to Nanny. Good. I don't know what happened to Nanny. Yeah. Okay, I, clearly, I watched You've... a different Nanny. <laughs> Did you see some porn parody? Porn parody. Which, by the way, we just we love our porn parody. Oh my gosh, unbelievable! Porn parody is you're missing out. (laughs) There are some great. What's the one we watched about? Was it Alice in Wonderland? Yeah, it was a musical. Oh wow! Alice in Wonderland, the musical porn from like the seventies. Amazing. It would be. There are choreographed dances. That's amazing. There is very little sex. There's very. That's the fun part. There you go. The gateway. Yeah, a composer just wanted to get his work out there. How can I? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there, yeah. You know, Googled him. Yep. Found YouTube videos. His website, first sentences, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nick's born a unit. Yeah. Know, and stuff like that. And he had his video up with that bit. Right. That he did explaining about being a eunuch. So, of course, I was also Googling, you know, eunuch things. Yeah. He explained a lot of it, but since he did that set, he perfected it. And, yeah. you know, answered all the questions people had. Right. Um, and uh, so before our first official date, I knew about it. Oh, gotcha. You know, and yeah. I was completely okay with it. Yeah. Um, Nick talks about it. Um, I have a PCOS, a polycystic ovarian syndrome. Uh-huh. It's very, very common in females, but we have a lot of weird symptoms that our periods are weird and um, we're more prone to depression, more prone to. Um, our weight fluctuating up and down. Yeah. Um, having facial hair at random places. So I could probably grow a beard faster <laughs> and thicker than this. Oh, I think you can. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. That's um, great. So we shave our beards together. Yeah. Which, yeah. She <laughs> uses my razor. Yeah. It's, it's completely true. Oh, but one it's of the adorable. Is um, difficulty of pregnancy. Now, I don't know if that means uh, difficulty of conceiving or carrying. Yeah. I'm not sure. So yeah. there is also a high chance that I can't get pregnant. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even though, like, I really, you know. Match made in heaven. Yeah. So I do want to be a That's mom, how good OkCupid okay is. Yeah. Just yeah. like heaven. OkCupid's okay algorithms are so good. They that can is look amazing. They pictures and go, huh, uh, these people are infertile. Let's put them <laughs> Here's together. your health history. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. That's so um, fun. But we've talked about, you know, adopting kids yeah. down the road and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, we first want to get a dog, you know. Okay. Yeah. Dog yeah. First, yeah. 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 International then, children later. Yeah. 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 But I think Very it'd be, good. It'd be fun because we both have such crazy interests, and we can have them. You know, we could have a family band. Even if, you know, even absolutely. If not musically talented, they could help 
Yeah, yeah. I'm of course. Um, but yeah, that'd be cool. You know, down the road, the, I, the idea is we're going to be doing, you know, doing comedy shows and yeah. traveling around and stuff as a family. Like uh, how Jim Jaffigan does with his family. Yeah. Is kind of yeah. cool. And, um, and yeah, and getting to write stuff with him is fun. Uh, we've been really busy lately, so we haven't really... Yeah, well, I mean, you guys have been really moving and, and yeah, but um, but like sometimes you know we'll make up stuff on the piano. We want to do more of that and yeah. And I really listen to his sets. I challenge him every week actually to come up with new material. Mm. You know, talk about something different because from there he's gonna end up having you know solids. You know, yeah, bits and everything like that. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I knew about the Unix stuff early. And I told my parents early, too. Oh, that's great. Know. So it's so, all out there. So. How early? <laughs> yeah. Um, Before we first met, that'd be fine. Hey, think... I'm going to go meet up with this guy. He's got no balls. Yeah. Hope it works out. Yeah. But, um, but you know, like... He's speaking his, in yeah, code, or...? But the funny thing is, not that he's putting pictures of himself down there, but you wouldn't... Not yet. Not yet. I mean... But you wouldn't notice anything, like... Yeah. It's not, like, weird. It's just, you know... Yeah. Yeah. It's just how I am. Man. Yeah, it's just, you know. <laughs> and we love you for it. Yeah. I'm thirty three percent man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I do excellent. That. I just to mention that. Yeah, yeah. Well very fun. Well thank you so much for both allowing me into your home. You it is a beautiful you. home. Thank you. Uh very exciting. You guys are having a housewarming party so soon. Are you coming? I'm gonna try to make it. Don't, no, 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 no. I'm gonna Hold make on. it. Okay. I'm gonna be there. October nineteenth. I'm gonna be there. Maybe means no. I'm gonna be there. If you put out a Facebook invitation, somebody says maybe. That's a no. There's yeah. no. It's no, like that's your parents true. say maybe. It's no. I put it in my just calendar. No. It's in. But why I'm do coming. people? But why do people respond maybe? Just fucking say no. I mean, it's okay. They might come. You may not have. You may have something to do. Yeah. We'll say you're not coming, and then write a comment. Surprise. I think they should. I think they should change it. You, either you're yes or you're no. Yeah. And you say no, but hey, I might be able to stop by, but 60 40 is. That's now. maybe. <laughs> that's, no. That's what the maybe no, is. You're a lawyer, 60 40. <laughs> it's in the favor, it's much more likely to be no than yes. Why would you say you're a lawyer and then give me a math problem? Because. You don't ever wait. You don't ever wait your choices or wait your like. Of course, of course. course, we all do this. We all do all this. The, all the time. All of us. We make perfect decisions. I'm gonna be there. I'm so excited. Anything you guys want to plug? Giggle Bash every Thursday. Every Thursday, 7:30 p.m. Acme Comedy Theater. Email. One time. Submit, email one time. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> and then wait. It's gigglebashcomedy at gmail.com is the email. And then we're all over the place. I mean, you see our name if you're an LA comic. Um, but we love new faces. And, um, you know, we're, we're working on We're I have been writing a, a piece of software for like a year mm. to uh, run the show, like to book, help book the show. Oh, so many yeah, comics. yeah, yeah. And we're like right there on finishing it. We're so Oh, close. that's great. And, and we were actually working on it uh, before you came over. And we have all of our shows we're booking all we're putting all of our previous shows into mm. it um so we have like a history yeah. are you okay yeah. hiccups okay i thought you were having a heart attack <laughs> we don't know we have a lot of health issues in our oh my house. gosh but anyhow once we have that you know it'll, it should help us uh you know manage the, the yeah. insane number of comics who are who are reaching out because we're gonna have to get to a point honestly where we're booking the show four or five months out yeah in order to keep up with all the demand from, that's crazy yeah 
that's nuts. It's a good so, show. That's why. Yeah, yeah it's a good it's show. It's just a good show. Um, yeah, Excellent. On. Well, if you're in the LA area, hit it up every yeah. Thursday. Every Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you guys want to plug? All right. Sweet. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, like us on all the podcast things that you have. Rate us highly if you care. And uh, peace. Bye. Bye.